0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber, or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.
1: More breasts than CNC Drive Factory. You're rising up with G and Adam Joy 94.9.
0: Hello, this is Jessica Clark, and you're with Ginny and Adam on Rise Up on Joy
1: 94.9. Hey, Gin, can I please join the girl club? Can I get some service, please? Well, Edzie
2: you can be the newer girl if you change your name to Ashley.
1: I almost got away with it. I'll even kiss her.
2: I'm famous. No need to open Pandora's box yet. It's like going eight guns over a dead girl.
1: That's the price of vengeance on the last road to hell. It's the violent kind. I guess that's a cure for dead. Shall we ask Julie and Jack to join us? Sure. I'll just get the ad game on Grey's Anatomy and exit stage left.
2: Well, this interview ain't about a boy, it's about an up-and-coming actress, comedian and writer in LA, Eileen Matthews. G'day! Hello, that was awesome. Glad you approved. Lee, you're a cover girl of Curve magazine that we love over in the States. You are star of a web series, you've just started doing stand-up comedy alongside Minnie Driver. You've been quite a busy lady over the past few months. Yes, I've been very busy. Do you know Minnie Driver does a killer Bombay accent in Indian? if you want to get her to do that, it's quite hilarious. Oh, does she? She does. <laughs> she does. It's um, I, I watched her on a Kumar's on 42 and uh, Sanjeev Kumar got her to do a Bombay accent. It was like chatting to one of my aunties. It was hilarious. Oh my goodness, I'll ask her. Hilarious. <laughs> well, Aliyah, online we were Googling you before and doing some research and we were a little bit confused because according to a, an online heterosexual meter, you actually rank quite highly as heterosexual. Can you <laughs> clarify that for us a little bit? (laughs)
0: yeah i am a raging homosexual
1: Uh, emphasis on the raging
0: raging uh a lesbatronic, if you will. <laughs>
1: What's a lesbatronic? Uh,
0: uh, you know, I think it's just lesbian by nature, so it's a part of the tronics of myself. I don't know. That thing that thing is so funny. I'm like, how how did you even decide that I was heterosexual for me?
2: <laughs> One of the uh, things that caught our attention was your role in uh, Kiss Her, I'm Famous. Uh, you were starring alongside The Real L Word's Tracy Rice, and That was quite a successful web series. How did it feel to be a part of it?
0: It was really wonderful. Introduction to the, uh, I would say, lesbian world. I hadn't done... Um, anything that was so involved with the community. So it was great to be a part of that. Obviously, you know the curve thing came with it. Um, but it was it was fun and it was it was different. you know. I really love the storyline of Jen, uh, her character, and how kind of crazy she was. So it was a, it was like one of the best roles to play. I remember when I was younger, there was a need for the content and you couldn't find it anywhere, you know? There were just, you know, certain ones that were there and then the L Word came out and it was like, yes, we've got a TV show, you know? And you feel like you could relate to it because there were so many different characters and everybody identifies differently with each one.
2: Well, when the L Word came out, you know, a part of me was excited because, yes, there was finally a representation of lesbians on TV. Another part of me was disappointed because when I went to LA, not everyone did look like Carmen de la Pica Morales, but no, yourself, no, yourself and your, your fiancé, you both identify as femme, so it's great to see a femme power couple out there
0: yeah well I mean I was I think on my end I was upset with that as well because I was like this isn't how the community is I mean I'm you know this feminine but where are all the hot femme lesbians because <laughs> I'd like to meet them but I do think that the L word really uh made it socially acceptable to be either more androgynous or be feminine like because there was such a stigma with you know if you're gay you have to be butch and I had a bunch of people when I was younger tell me that I'd never find anybody if I wasn't butch oh. or if I didn't like butch um, and I said, well, that's that's not really who I am. And I've been fighting, you know, to be me my entire life. So why would I change that part of me, you know, to fit into another community? It, it just, there was no acceptance, you know. So I, I really saw the community changing over the years when the L Word came out because it, it sort of sent out a message that you just have to be who you are, you know. You're feminine? Then be feminine. If you like feminine, then that's okay, too, you know.
1: I, I think they're all hiding out at Dinah Shore, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I, I've also kind of been thinking about the grander scheme of things and the the, you know the stereotype that people want you to fit in so if you look this way you should be having children and be married and all that kind of stuff and i think and if you're gay you should be butch and whatever and i think that a lot of the times women who are feminine maybe that are questioning their sexuality have a harder time because society just expects you to be that way you know so um there's just a lot of pressure on either end
1: and does any of this come through in the comedy work that you do
0: um, yeah, my stand-up definitely. I sort of poke fun at the fact that I am so feminine, and that what you get is not what you see. So people love to put labels on me, and they think I'm, you know, a cheerleader from high school, and I dated the, dated and married, you know, the the football star who was homecoming king. So they have all of these labels for me, and then they once once I open my mouth, basically, and I'm like, damn, that girl's hot. <laughs> no, I'm, like, what? <laughs> me? I'm like, oh, I'm raging lesbian.
1: It's actually funny that you mention about football because we actually just had an article come through just after our show this morning on uh, from OutSports that uh, that a kid in high school was in, inspired by Michael Sam, the NFL draftee who got picked up, um, but he hasn't played a game yet. Uh, an NFL quarterback uh, took his boyfriend to the, sc- to the school prom and he got homecoming, um, but everyone was like, oh my God, we had no idea he was gay, and this is like the most popular boy in school.
0: That's fantastic. You know, and that's that's sort of what all of these films and and you know things throughout the years have done is it showing people who maybe felt repressed. I mean in high school if I would have come out it wouldn't have it would have been terrible. One kid did come out and his car his house got egg they carved gay into his car, they oh, I mean nice. they made his life a living hell. So in in I I grew up in a predominantly Mormon town which is really conservative. So being homosexual was like the worst thing that you could be, you know. Um so I think it's and you know now my school has an LGBT um like alliance that meets after school and teachers are running it and it's just so much more acceptable, you know, to be who you are, which is wonderful because it's isolating and it's sad. But I think through the media and through, you know, having all of these lesbian things that are accessible, like via YouTube or Hulu or, you know, wherever it goes. I mean, even Netflix with Orange is the New Black, people are watching this in the Midwest somewhere in America where it's very conservative and they're like, oh my gosh, it's okay to be me. I'm not weird. You know, other people think like I do, which is this, a powerful message for people who are young.
1: You know what they you know? say? They say gay people are no- gay and lesbian people are normal. Uh, everyone else is just jealous.
0: <laughs> Maybe true because we're fabulous. They love <laughs> to
1: party with us. And every time we sneeze, we have, like, glitter that flies out. I mean, hello, who would not want to be a homosexual? I mean, seriously.
0: Right? <laughs> I make that joke where I, I always, like, I'll sneeze around someone who's really... Because, I mean, I've had times where I'm, like, walking down the street with, you know my girlfriend holding my hand and and someone will pull away and i'm like oh don't let me sneeze on you you may catch the gay oh no you know
1: it's contagious although one thing i am going to try is next time i do have a mormon come to my door saying have you heard about jesus i'm going to say oh hey Zeus, my partner yeah he's in bed let me just go grab him for you and then see what they say they'll probably run away
0: i had one mormon friend who basically told me when that whole no on uh eight campaign happened here in california she said i'm I'm accepting that you're gay, but I just don't think you should have the right to get married. Is basically what she told me. And, And she's like, and I care about you. And I was like, but in my head I'm thinking, but really you don't, you just have your agenda and what you want and what you believe in. And if I'm not abiding by those rules, I'm yeah. basically dead to you as a human being because I can't have equal rights. My friends were Mormon in high school, so they're not my friends now.
2: <laughs> oh dear, that's that's awful. But very positive words there. On a lighter note, i um, been following your career a little bit and I found out that you played the character Pussy Wagon. Now, I watched Kill Bill and I loved when Uma Thurman said my pussy wagon died on me. How on earth did you pull off a character with a name like that?
0: <laughs> that was a funny story. I actually <laughs> got a phone call at 10 o'clock at night saying, can you be on set in an hour? Um, the girl who is who had previously played the role, uh, decided that she couldn't do it and made up some excuse that, you know, her grandma was sick or something and basically fled the scene. So they called and they said, you know, are you available to film this movie? And I was like, yes. And before they even told me the details, I said yes. And then someone said, are you comfortable kissing a girl? And I said, yeah. uh, (laughs) Definitely
2: definitely
0: not something that uh, I'm scared of. I might be pretty good at it.
1: That is hilarious. I
0: might be able to nail that one. So I get to set and they throw me into a room and they start curling my hair and trying clothes on me and putting on makeup. And they literally like push me out before I'd even, I didn't even know what the script was or what was happening. So they push me out and they're like, go.
2: <laughs> and I'm like,
0: all right. <laughs> so people are, like, actors are reacting to something, and I just react with them,
2: and I'm like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so you, <laughs> you know? literally were thrown into the pussy wagon. Yeah. And then,
0: and then they're like, would you be comfortable with her pretending to shove a bottle up there? And I'm like, sure. You know, like, well, what do you do? Like, what do you say, you know? Uh, Hollywood magic, you know? So the other girl got a little more freaked out than I did because she's straight, but... You know. <laughs> i think she was like the more comfortable one before the girl quit and then once i came along and i'm like i'm a raging lesbian she's like okay now i'm uncomfortable (laughs) i don't know they have some you know straight people have the mind frame where they're like oh well if she's gay she must like me you know and it's like no don't flatter yourself i have a type
2: you're not it other than acting you've been working on like we said before your stand up comedy and you do make reference to your filipino culture where did the filipino go in your looks
0: I ask that question every day. Um, it's quite depressing. Um, I, try not, I try not to dwell on it too much because at times I break down in tears and I'm like, why? Why don't I look more Asian? Um, it, it really makes me sad. I'm, I'm serious. My, my nephew looks more Asian than I do, and he's, I don't know, it's just a sad state. Um, it. I'm short. That's what I tell people. I really. <laughs> straight hair
2: <laughs> well, that that's semi-asian of
0: course uh, and that's about it so <laughs> no, my mom um was is only half but she was born and raised there until she was 18 Oh wow! so i always tell people physically i'm you know a quarter but mentally with the way my mom raised me i'm half because she's very much a filipino mom she's stoic <laughs> so stoic i'm like mom do you have emotions Um, and she's just like you know why didn't you get good grades why didn't you do this why aren't you you why aren't you on TV why why don't you have bigger lines why aren't you know why aren't you starring next to Angelina Jolie I'm like mom you can't just walk into an office and be like well I'm here put me in a movie my mom (laughs) wants me to be here she said I could
1: I can see your mom your mom will be next to you going she she got jokes give her a line (laughs)
0: yeah give That's, I know. bring her down here to the offices they'll just feel bad because she has no idea what she's talking about when she comes to Hollywood all she knows is like why aren't you at the Oscars you know <laughs> so easy to get there <laughs> in her mind it's just like it's just you just walk on I'm like yeah that's what you do mom do
1: you need a GPS
0: and they're up the street from me so she's always like she did send me a text message once she's like are you at the Oscars I was like no mom they have high security and she's like oh another year you didn't make it to the Oscars
1: oh. maybe next
0: year but like she thought she was being funny you know so I saw her at Thanksgiving and she just sent that text last year and she goes do you remember that joke where i where i you know joked about well actually it was like do you remember the joke about the oscars i'm like yes <laughs> mom i remember she goes i was funny, <laughs> like, I was funny mom.
2: real funny ali you got a movie that you're writing um and hopefully getting funding for for next year can you tell us a little bit about that
0: yeah um i would say it's a coming of age story the premise is a uh, 28 year old mormon girl is diagnosed with a glioblastoma stage four and so she decides to rekindle a forbidden high school romance with a girl. And all of it is unbeknownst to her parents and, like, her normal world, if right. you will. Um, so she's having this affair on the side that, you know... I think uh, I had a... My grandma died of cancer. And I, it really got me thinking, when you're faced with something like this, and deep down inside you're having this turmoil about who you are, but you've got a religion and parents who are trying to dictate your life and tell you what to do. What do you do in that situation? You know, how do you face life when they tell you it's ending? Are you going to, you know, really try to be who you are or are you going to just basically die trying to make other people happy? You know,
1: I can't wait for that one to come out. That sounds amazing.
0: Yeah. So this is a, a blend of the two. It's called revealing nothing. So she's able to basically live two lives. It's a sort of a dual life thing that's happening. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's a sad story, but I think it sends a good message, too, uh, at the end.
2: Is this semi-autobiographical? Because you said that you grew up in a, a Mormon community uh, there, as well. There are parts of it, yes. Yeah. My
0: first real relationship with a, with a girl was when I was in high school, and she was Mormon. Wow. And um, we were, I mean, we had never said that we were together, but I think it was an unspoken love, you know. And then one day, for no reason, she just stopped talking to me. I think her parents were maybe suspicious that something was going on or we were a little bit, you know, (laughs) not typical from two friends that are, I don't know, like normal girls, I don't think cuddle like we did, you know, we don't spend every single waking moment together. So we were very much girlfriends, but that was devastating, absolutely devastating. Um, And I didn't understand like what happened and why she couldn't talk to me anymore. So, and I never found out the answer, like till this day, I don't really know that she's out or if she's. I I know nothing about her, but I think she's probably not. (laughs) So it got me thinking of, like, in her shoes of what life must be like. Because I'm happy, I'm out, my parents are accepting, I have supportive family, I have supportive friends. So I can't imagine my life being in her situation where it's repressed and people are, you know, basically judging you on on, on feelings that you can't control. So what? I wrote this script to also... And there's a, I just think that there's a lot of people out there, especially in the Midwest, because it's so conservative, that needs something to hold on to, you know, to be like, it's going to be okay you know i can be who i am and people can still accept me cuz we have su- we've such a high suicidal rate you know amongst the homosexuals that are young i watched i don't know if you've seen the documentary but eight the mormon proposition children in the streets of utah where they have to sleep under you know the cement buildings when it's below 0 outside because their parents are putting them on the street because they're gay and these these aren't kids that are out stealing or bashing cars they're you know they're they're it techs their future's it techs they're smart they're you know they're they're just gay, kind of stuff. Really broke my heart, you know. That that this that this religion has set itself up to where it would push out a thirteen year old, a fourteen year old, because they're just trying to be who they are. It's in the uh, it's in the process of. Um, being, it's like the final draft, and I'm giving it to someone who has been nominated for an Emmy for his writing to look it over, and he's going to give it back, and then we're going to try to get a B-list actress attached. And then from that point, I think we'll start to try to get funding for
1: it. And then is going to say, Mom, I went to the, uh, to the Emmy <laughs> Awards, and she's going to go, but it wasn't the Oscar.
0: No, someone said you should go bigger, and they're like, now, instead of Lifetime Achievement, you should say... Is it uh, a Nobel Prize? A Nobel Peace <laughs> Prize? because you know, they're like, your mom is just never going to be enough for her. I'm like, I know, it won't. It will never be enough. Like,
2: <laughs> Ilia, we've got a game we play with all of our guests. It's called Ginny's Five Questions. You've got 30 seconds to answer five hysterical questions. Would you like to play? Of course. Okay, question number one. Can you please give me a quote from Jason Derulo? Jason Derulo. <laughs> There's only one answer to that. Question number two. Do you know any songs from The Lion King and can you sing them? Oh, yeah. Can you feel the love tonight? Oh, perfect. Question number three, if you could invite three people to dinner, dead or alive, who would they be? Uh, Charlize Theron, my nice. future wife, and Kate Beckinsale. Wow. That's a very hot dinner party. What would you cook for them? Uh, the wraps. <laughs> That They're is killer. delicious. They're killer. Like
0: that, if 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 my gayness doesn't win him over, those will.
2: <laughs> Question number four. What would you do if you were turned into a fish? I would celebrate <laughs>
0: um, freedom and um, hide a lot, um, which really isn't celebrating freedom, is it? It's actually going everything against <laughs> what I just said. So, I don't want to be a fish,
2: but I do. <laughs> No worries. Question number five, who would you turn straight for? I wouldn't. So you're that I, gay.
0: Yeah, I just, uh, if, if Anna Kendrick was the last person on Earth, then I'd probably turn straight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, and Into the Woods' number one fan right here on the line here. Eileen Matthews, thank you so much for your time. Uh, absolute you pleasure so chatting to you. Hi, this is Paula Abdul, and you're listening to Adam and Ginny on Rise Up on Joy 94.9. You can find more Rise Up on iTunes, Stitcher and joy.org.au forward slash Rise Up. You're with Ginny and Adam on Joy 94.9.
1: Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.